Welcome to First Aid Copites, a podcast for Delaware's Liverpool supporters and their friends. It's May 25th and it's episode 31 of the fourth season of First Aid Copites. Welcome, dear listener. I'm Paul and I'm joined by Daz today. Well, we were crowded and today just uh, just the two of us. Um, and it's going to be an awesome episode um, because we're going to talk, we're going to kick off by talking about some awesome stuff. And then we're going to talk more about uh, like the actual football right now, which isn't, um, isn't quite where we want it to be. We've just drawn 1-1 against Aston Villa in our next to last game of the season. Um, again, thanks for joining us. Um, before we get started on that, uh, it's May 25th. I think I said that already. May 25th, big date in uh, Liverpool's history. Um, uh, today, uh, what, 18 years ago, uh, um, Steven Gerrard and company, well, mostly Steven Gerrard, um, uh, brought us back from the dead against Milan in Istanbul. Um, and, uh, I don't think we, uh, call things miracles lightly, but this had to be one uh, for many reasons. Uh, but, uh, anyway, 18 years to the day since, uh, Steven Gerrard lifted the, uh, European cup. Um, in that long? Good God. I, I remember like it was yesterday. Well, well, well I, 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 the thing I was thinking about <laughs> was, God, if it had been 18 years and we had not won it again, <laughs> that would have felt like, oh, I think. Yeah, well, how long has it been since United won it? Ooh, getting up there, aren't we? 14 years. 14 years? Did they win 2009? 2008? Is it the Terry slip? Yes, yes, the Terry slip that no one talks about, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Custom, custom European Cup, uh, whereas Gerrard slip did not cost us the league, uh, despite the because we played thirty-eight games. You know, so one, one in the end shouldn't matter that much. Um, it's also uh, the twenty, the twenty-fifth. No, it's not. It's the forty-fifth anniversary. Uh, sorry, forty-sixth anniversary of um, Liverpool's first European Cup win. In Rome in 1977, um, uh, I don't I don't know how much you remember about that. As, um, uh, as being a, three, not much. Uh, as a very young man, I uh, do remember um, quite a bit. I, I, I well, the thing I'll, I'll recall is uh, the other day I was I was kind of going through some stuff because uh, obviously um, I've moved a fair distance in my life, as you have, um, uh, and I found a badge which said "Arrivederci, Borussia." Um, which I'm going to put on my scarf when I when I remember. But uh, I thought that was absolutely awesome. And indeed, awesome. Uh, we did say Arrivederci Borussia Mönchengladbach on that day. Uh, goals by Phil Neal, uh, Kevin Keegan, and uh, the late Tommy Smith, um, who would, I think, uh, decided to retire two years earlier and somehow magically, anyway, came up with the winning goal. Um, <laughs> fa- fantastic, uh, fantastic time. Very innocent time, actually, in many ways. Uh, like, uh, feel like uh, money was the factor that it obviously is today in the game. Um, so, two wonderful things to, to remember. Um, hoping that uh, maybe there's more European glory in our near future. Um, I mean, we'll talk about the possibilities of that before we're done today. So, uh, last weekend, uh, Villa home. It was like a must win if we're going to have a chance of qualifying for Champions League. Did not win, and and today we we finally kind of learned that we're in fifth place in Europa League, and 
uh, it really, um, I, I loved actually uh, Klopp's embracing of the notion of playing in Europa League uh, as a like, yeah, sure, we you know, haven't done that for a while. Let's try it for one season, um, you know, uh, which is great. So let, let's do a deep dive into the Villa game uh, and if, uh, talking around the outcomes. Uh, I the first thing I'll start with is um, a lot of the stuff I read after the game, and I, I did not see the game in real time uh, for, for lots of reasons. I played it back. I knew the result. I knew some of the big incidents. So I was looking out for them. Um, but a lot of the stuff I read said Villa you know, deserved the lead, um, were probably unfortunate not to win. Um, I, watching it back without the, you know, the passion and the, ooh, we're frightened about what they're doing here. I felt like they didn't do anything in the first 20 minutes. They got that penalty, um, which which probably was a penalty, but it just feels like the kind of thing we don't get. Uh, and then um, they, they obviously missed the penalty and scored. And, and although the XG was, what it, depending on your source, one of them was 0.9 to 1.5, I think a big chunk of that comes from the fact they had a penalty. Um, it didn't really feel, I mean, it felt like they, they kind of, robbed it um a, a, a little bit there were fortunes i think um to be ahead don't get me wrong i don't think we were great when you talk about that but uh I, I think i think the the narrative was skewed by the fact that they scored not by the fact that they in any way controlled that game um I will let me posit this first. I'm, I haven't seen anyone put it out anywhere. And the fact in the throw-in, that long throw-in by Matty Cash in the lead-up to the to their goal, his foot was on the pitch when he threw the ball in. Okay. Like the, yeah. Almost the entire foot, at least half of his foot was on the field of play when he threw that ball in. Yeah. I, I, I don't know of a referee that, that or a linesman that, that flags for that because there was another one earlier. Actually, funny enough, earlier – in the week where exactly the same thing happened, his foot was almost entirely on the pitch and nothing was done about it. Um, but it's just one of those, one of those things that I'm the only one that gives a shit about the rules kind of thing. But so, but regardless, I, I, th- I thought that Villa were as good as we allowed them to be, I think is, is, is probably the best way for me. Like we started, we started, we started poorly. Um, and I and I don't think it was necessarily them being great so much as it was us not being not being at the races. Um, it just felt like we we were flat, and the people that have stepped up to the stepped up thus far in this seven game stretch just they they didn't seem to do it, or they it was just it was flat. It was there didn't seem to be any urgency. That, that high line, and I know we'll come to talk about it in a second, but that high line was there to be exploited specifically before that they scored. Because I know that you, you said that you when you we stopped it, you saw eight men behind the ball. Like, At one that, point, that eight men, eight, a line of eight, one point there, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I, it was frustrating for me because I, I, I knew that they weren't going to be mugs. And we've played this coach before and he's, and he's generally tended to, to, to be a pretty good stymieing factor for us. He does his homework and we played, we played into the, what, 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 how he, his, his possible, his best possible case scenario setting up the way that he did, we completely played into. Yeah. And um, I wonder if that's got something to do with the fact that it was Pep on the sideline and not Klopp. Um, 
I, I, I don't know. That might be that might be a little infantile to think that way, but it's club generally does tend to make those those types of adjustments on field a lot quicker than than that they feel like Pep might have. I'm not saying that Pep's not a, not a, not a good coach, but he's just not Klopp. Yeah, and it's something. It might have, something might have might have fallen through there. Just that. Just again, like the best way of me saying it was like we just we gave them what they needed to to, to have that to to get the type of life that they had in that game, and the joy that they had in that game. Because um, as evidence, when we actually started playing well, we did pen them back a lot a, a lot better in the second in the second half. Yeah. yeah. I, I like what you're saying because I, I had not really thought about that way. Uh, um, just, just in terms of the, kind of the, us playing into their hands and then not making an adjustment. Because um, I, 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 I do think that's the case that we started off trying to hit hit the ball over the top, didn't work, and and then I, I, we seem to resort to only doing that when it wasn't absolutely was not on. You know, there was not a possibility mm-hmm. of us getting in. Um, they also, I think, you know, they clearly weren't like having a backline of eight all the time, but they had, you know, four, four, rarely five more often, occasionally six. And I'm wondering whether the six is actually, um, to match up with our five, you know, with, um, the, the front three plus, mm-hmm. uh, Henderson and Jones. And, you know, I, I, this is not about criticizing either of them. I think Jones is more equipped to, perhaps deal with that, but it's not really Henderson's game, is it? Um, to yeah. be like the fifth attacker and, you know, he's, he needs, needs some space to work with and, and some players to work with. That's, yeah, that's, I, I think that Curtis could have struggled in this game. Um, and, and I'm not digging him out. He wasn't alone, but they, they, they really, he's usually good in small spaces and they definitely condense the space around him very, very well. They like, there was a couple of times that he that he, that he made some he, like he made some like uh, forays and he was and and, and he, he carried the ball really well but yeah. I'd have to go back and watch it again my, but I, my memory of it is is like he was he was he was very he was penned in and I, I'm not sure if it was a bridge too far or it could have been both I'm not maybe a little A and a little B that, that they they planned for that and. I felt like Hendo had more space and for the exact reason that you just mentioned, because I think their game plan was he's probably not going to get in behind. Yeah. Um, and if he does, we're probably rapid enough to deal with it. So, but so I think they identified uh, Curtis as a more creative and probably a, more of a threat. And they definitely, they definitely minimized his space, which was interesting though, because I remember that Sean talked about like Diaz by, by himself quite frequently on that on that left flank. Yeah, um, some of it he isolated himself by the way that like, the way that he was holding onto the ball. Uh, he had flashes, but again, I'd have to go back and watch it. My memory was is like there was a couple of times where it was just one or two touches too many, and that could have been as by virtue of the fact that he was out there by himself. But he just he he struggled to get into the game. I felt like, yeah, yeah. And I know that you put, you might have seen it differently because you watched it back. Right? But it, 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 I, I do, yeah, I do think because uh, I, I also heard the Anfield Raps view and I looked at our our thread, you know, in terms of what what was working in the moment, and what wasn't. Uh, and I actually thought, you know, D, to me, Diaz and Jones had reasonable games. Um, I mean, we'll talk about it in a few minute, but both of them were subject to interesting calls on occasions like where, you know, Jones had regained the ball, he gets a foul given against him mm-hmm. uh, for, for 
on Bailey and and there's you know, if there's contact, it's like not enough for a, He's on his way down. I know exactly man, when you're talking about man to fall over you. And uh, yeah. Diaz uh, is like is, is almost away, and Cash brings him down. So I I think there were kind of moments that we just weren't allowed to. You know, they, if Jones had got the ball, we'd have we'd have been on the on the counter uh, in the situation where the foul was given for them. Um, and you know, I, again, I saw a lot of ranting about Henderson's performance. You know, I don't think it's the greatest game he ever played. Um, but I think sometimes you need a spark uh, mm-hmm. from, you know, your playmakers, you know, whether that's Trent or, or Salah. And for whatever reason in this game, neither of them look quite, you know, quite on it uh, in the way that they'd been in other games. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, you can give Villa credit, I suppose, but it, it, it felt, it didn't feel like, no, it didn't feel like it was like them playing well as much as, the dark art stuff that we'll, we'll, we'll touch on in, in a moment. Well, it's, I think that the, the word is out that teams that play against us, if they look like there's a foul being committed, and a lot of this has got to do, it, I think, more so at Anfield, funnily enough. And I know the rep mentioned this, and we've talked about it before, but it's also almost like the referee says, I am not going to be cowed by the crowd or the atmosphere at, at, I will not make decisions based on, based on the, how loud the crowd is or the venue. And oftentimes they, they slip into, 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 into non-calls for us and then giving like egregious calls against us. Yeah. And, and we're going to talk, I think we'll talk about this later on as well, but like I, I, I the PGO MOL is making, making, Decisions that that seem to be purposeful. That that why would you give John Brooks this game after after what had just transpired between him and Klopp? It's yeah. it's almost a, it's negligence. Like, of what do you think he's going to do when he gets there? These guys are like that. We try to play them off as paragons of 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 virtue. They are not. They're human beings and. And he just got punked on national television in front of bil- literally billions of people. Yeah. And what do you think? His re- he's like, well, have some of this. Yeah, it, it is like, interesting. Even if it's, it could be something small, like a, what? It, it, oh, it, it, to say it is interesting um, that it, it's one of the same eleven refs that we've had all season. Um, and it kind of feels like there's a familiarity thing as well that's going on here, which is not mm-hmm. not good. And uh, and, and I, 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 but this is like ref rent four thousand five hundred and fifty two. But Hendo in the first half gets clipped in the corner of the box. He gets clipped. Gets the back of his heel kicked. And I do not. I, I will never forget Danny Welbeck going down under less of a challenge, not on the ball, and then and Brighton getting a penalty kick, which I believe tied up that game. And Fernandez got kicked on the foot today, went down like someone shot, like someone blew one of his legs off. Yeah. Immediate penalty. It's like, it's it just, and I think VAR took like a cursory look at it. And it, again, we're going to talk about the, what, what, what's the expression? The, 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 Oh, God, God, all, all, its, all its glory, right? So Liverpool protested the two decisions, and we'll talk about all of the big decisions, but the two were the, uh, the studs in the chest from Mings. Uh, and the second was the um, the uh, the offside goal, Gakpo's goal being offside. And PGO Mel's response apparently was that the referee 
made plausible interpretations of subjective rules. Okay. I'm, I'm, well, I read the wording on the intentional kick or in, intentional playing of the ball, and it's it, it's my eyes glazed over. They're intentionally vague, which allows for referees to make these types of calls. Yeah, yeah. I, I did read someone claiming that there've been a similar incident and in a few games this season. Palace game and the, the Palace big, game. The big consistency in not in not giving the goal, but it feels like hmm, that that feels counter to. The whole notion of I thought the, I thought this was all about you know kind of balancing giving things in favor of the attackers when there's you know giving the attacker the benefit of the doubt. Well, there's also the clear and obvious aspect of it. No, the Lorenzman's flag never went up. The referee let the goal stand. It's almost like there were so then there was that clear and obvious that you have to go and spend three minutes at a monitor. How clear and obvious is it? Yeah. Like that's engineered. Yeah. Like you had to find a reason to call it back. The referee said it was fine. Yeah. The linesman said it was fine. So how clear and obvious can it have possibly been if that was missed by, by the two people on the field? So, so I feel like plausible interpretations of subjective rules was, was given to them by some lawyer. Um, yeah. The clear and obvious is they use, as they get out the jail card, right? It's like, oh, yeah, that could have been a penalty, but it wasn't clear and obvious. Instead of, it was a penalty. <laughs> Just like, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, where are we going with the rant? Well, it's also like people like were quick to say, well, Jota should have been sent off. Yes, he probably should have. But one doesn't nullify the other. Like, yeah. what is it like? Oh, you got your get out of jail free, so that yeah. like Mings gets his. It's it's he continues his foot moving forward with a stud showing. Like right. it's 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 a da- it's dangerous. Yeah. I, I, well, I think that thing I'd say is since the money sending off um, for the kick to Edison's head, which he um, certainly made the most of. Um, they, they don't send people off for uh, someone's head coming into contact with someone's studs uh, because uh, gen- generally people aren't kicking out or directly at someone's head. You know, it's like, uh, whereas this was like right through him, right? It's yeah. Like, was not, I always think that when you're looking at some of the tackles which they say are red, the ones that come from the front are the worst because that's the most dangerous. You can't get out of the way of them. Um, and and this, I feel like, I know. I mean, even apparently Peter Walton, who generally agrees with absolutely everything every Premier League referee does, uh, didn't think this was the right call. And uh, like, okay, now we've reached a new level of them giving calls against us. But then again, like, as I go back to the fact that, that Howard Webb saying thought that this guy would be objective enough after everything that just happened to be able to make the, make the yeah. proper calls without without any form of, like, unintentional bias even. Like, how many times have you been, like, something that hasn't even happened to you, but it's happened to someone else, and the person gets their come up and say, like, yeah, have that. Like, yeah. it's, <laughs> yeah. it's it, it, I wouldn't say it's hardwired into us, but these, these guys aren't paragons of, 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 of being in the middle of the road. Like, they, they, they are, they're definitely driven, driven by, and to your point, could be familiarity. And then, like, what he let them get away with. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like so, so let's, let's do this in two pieces, actually, because I think there's the um, the the thing – where are we? There's, there's, there's Villa and, and what they did, and then there's the referee. Let's talk a little let's, – let's, let's come back to uh, John Brooks and that crew and, and just kind of look, look at Villa because there was so much in that game – that they could have been called out about. Um, 
I, I, again, watching it back, it felt like the, there was a lot of like shirt pulling on their parts, which didn't get called. Um, a lot of falling over with minimal contact. I already mentioned Leon Bailey, but he was not the only one. Um, and, oh my God. I mean, they, I mean, they, they, it was a gold medal winning territory for time wasting. Um, I think I saw something about uh, three teams have been called out for this, or, or like statistically, they've been called out. Villa, um, I think Newcastle, Newcastle, uh, Brentford uh, are the yeah. others, and it's like, oh, you know, this is very similar to the Brentford game, right? It's like they didn't want the ball in play, uh, and Liverpool don't look great <laughs> uh, because the, the disruption in terms of the rhythm is 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 like there all of the time. Well, I, 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 just to to to, to tangent off of that, I know that Josh Sexton of the our favorite Anfield rep talked about potential ways to 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 speed or to, to, to speed that type of behavior up or to of some some form of some measure of punishment that that that, that nullifies it or or, or yeah or, or stops it from happening um, and I, I jumped on I was like and I, I do believe that maybe like the the, the, the shot clock or like a clock on the side when the ball goes out of play yeah. 10 seconds or 15 seconds goes up on that little counter on the side like right behind the goal so the referee can see it and it clicks down if it gets to zero it's a corner. If it's in his hands, it's a it's 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 a, a direct kick from inside the box, indirect free kick from inside the box. You've got it's at this point it has to be punitive because um, he gives he, he gives Martinez who's had what seven yellow cards this year for very, seventh like, yellow card yeah. for time wasting. Yep. And what he did after he got the yellow card was just as egregious as what he was doing before he got the yellow card, and he kept and it he's like he was daring him to do it. Yeah. The referees either going to have the bollocks to do it or they're not. And it's, and I think Neil Atkinson said, it really is starting to impact the product. Mm-hmm. Like if you're there to watch 90 minutes of football and it's in play for 43 minutes, less than half of that, that allotted time, like you, the, 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 the on-field product is going to start, is going to start to suffer. And people are like, oh, this is part of the game, but it wasn't, you've allowed it to creep in. This wasn't baked into the game. Yeah. yeah. Now it's like you've, you've turned, you've weaponized it. Yeah. I'm, I, yeah. I'm not saying that like we haven't, we haven't done it. But not to the level that it's happening here. Oh, so so by the way, we, we're we're angels here because we keep the ball in play. Like the amount of time we take for throw-ins and corner kicks, generally is amongst the league's shortest. Um, so we're we're at the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, and uh, yeah, I <laughs> yeah the the uh, the, the, I, the thing I thought was uh, just icing on the cake moments, even though there's ten minutes added on, they wasted about another five, as Klopp said in in the in that ten. They had two players yellow carded for time wasting in the last 10 and he added on 30 seconds. It's like, Oh, you really punished them for that. Well, another thing that needs, that needs to get looked at is Ashley Young took a header. I'm not saying it didn't hurt, but Ooh. he went down for concussion mm-hmm. protocol. Like you're, you're taking the mick there. Like it's, it's supposed to be used because how long uh, my entire life, this, this rule didn't exist until what last season, the season before where they started to implement it. Last season. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. But now people are taking the mick, yeah. like they're using that as another as another way to 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 take seconds off the clock. Yeah. Now my point to that is like if if there is a concussion protocol, that person should be on the sideline for two minutes. Yeah. And if someone goes down and 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 they're injured, then and the physios come on, he needs to be evaluated on the sideline for for ninety seconds. So you play you play a man down. They have to do something to make it like less less 
less enticing for people to waste time. So if you want to spend 90 seconds a man down, go ahead. Yeah. Because like um, Luca Dina went down and he was like, and he laid down and he realized he wasn't going to get any joy and he got up. Right, right, right. And that's it. Someone should have just stood next to him. Give me the ball. I yeah. guarantee you if Salah had been, because he was keeping everybody on, if Salah had stood next to him and gotten the ball, he would have got up like a shot. Yeah, no. There is this thing now where um, the, 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 the physio doesn't come on. People, the, the players got down, like, oh, I'm going to be okay. I don't need the physio. And, and it, it lasts like 60 seconds. I saw yeah. me, um, bizarrely, this afternoon, uh, the Under-20 World Cup is going on. I don't know if you had seen this. I, yeah. I didn't realize. Uh, well, actually, what happened was, it's in the United game on. Chelsea miss a big chance. I'm like, oh, this is done. And then immediately United score from a free kick. There probably wasn't a free kick. It's like, yeah. I'm done with that. I'm like, what else is on? Oh, it's like England are playing Uruguay in Argentina in the Under-20 World Cup. Like, anyway, I left it on. It was a very interesting game. It's like very much more interesting in fact than many Premier League games. It was like really back and forth. But um, an England player went down. He's like, oh, I don't need the physio. And the referee's like, we'll get off the pitch. <laughs> it's like, we'll carry it on. He made him leave. You know, he, at the game, carry on. He made him leave. I Good. That's, that's what we should be doing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But the referees, the referees have to sack up. They have to, they have to, they have to find their bollocks again. Because uh-huh. I feel like they're hard on the stuff that they don't really need to be hard on. And they're very soft on the stuff that they should be hard on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mentioned this to you before we start recording as well. Just round out Villa, and then we'll go back to the, uh, mm-hmm. the fantastic John Brooks, um, who I, I'm, I'm, I wish I'd made a note of where he's from because this might be interesting in the conversation. But um, uh, I, I, there were a lot of comments in some of the fan forums, but articles about this game, especially the, the articles where Klopp had called out the time wasting and the big get big decisions um, kind of not going our way. Um, the Villa fans were claiming that our tactical fouling was a much bigger issue in this game. Um, <laughs> that's like, I mean, the the bits where you, your players kept falling over. To be fair, there were a couple of moments where he probably could have yellow-carded Henderson and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Fabinho. But given he didn't he didn't red card Mings, it's like mm, that's a bit rich. He's from Melton Mowbray, which is between Nottingham and and, and Leicester. Oh, oh it's central Tory land <laughs> feels to me like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I could I could go off on a tangent about that, but uh, let's not do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's the, the the heart of England. Yeah, it's almost smack in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, close, and it, being close to Leicester, and we know what we, we talked about them last week, right? Their fans. Yeah, yeah. Keep reminding myself that uh, them leaving the Premier League won't be a bad thing. So, um, the, t- two things I want to talk about, apart from the plausible interpretations of subjective rules. I, I think we've talked before about uh, Paul Tompkins' analysis. Uh, in fact, it's in Tompkins' times. It's, I think it's Paul Tompkins' analysis about what referees give big decisions in favor of certain teams. And we're, are, are, we're much worse uh, ranked um, in terms of referees giving us big decisions in games than anyone else in the top six who has similar amounts of possession to us. But in this game... Um, they got the penalty, and it's like, fair enough, if we're getting that penalty, but I'm not sure we are. Um, there was the cash, I mentioned this earlier, cash shove on Diaz, when Diaz is effectively away if if uh, he doesn't get pushed over. Um, there's the red no. card, which, which we mentioned. Um, no, 
There's the no penalty uh, on Henderson foul. It's like, again, you know, you mentioned Bruno Fernandes is getting that every day. And then there's the offside goal. Every big decision not going our way. Um, does that look like a pl- plausible interpretations of subjective rules? Or maybe, to your point, um, is, uh, is, do, do we suspect the referee is, uh, perhaps uh jaded at the very least yes yes yeah 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 but again like why would you do it you you know that we have issues with Tony and he has issues with us and yet you give him seven games which is two more than any other referee played was 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 in charge of any other team any other one team it's it, it just looks it looks purposeful like it's intentional it, it it does. It definitely does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, he's not That's referee. What happens here? We add angry what? Uh, what was that? It's it's I it, it just uh, it is just the kids. It doesn't even have to be a conspiracy theory. Anyone's like, well, why would you do that? If you look, if you gave this situation to someone outside of this league and said, like, this is what happened. This referee, like, he's like, well, yeah, he's probably not going to call it fairly, is he? It's sense. So how am I supposed to take that? That. Anyway, uh, I was. Uh, do you, uh, let me ask you a question. Do you think that that this was a, a one-off for Trent? Because I don't think he had his best. He de- definitely didn't have his best game. Out of the because he's looked incredibly good in the other seven. So it's, and again, it's a small sample size. So, yeah. but I've seen people wanting to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Already saying it. Look, it's a failed experiment. They figured it out. I'm like, mm, I think there was. I think that might be a little hasty and a little harsh, but I'm just, I'm keen to see to see what you think. Yeah, I so I yeah I don't I, I mean it's so easy to go to like oh it's we've been found out you know because people did this at the end of last season right it's like we're we're really close to winning all four trophies and people at the end want to say oh we got found out at the end it's like maybe we were just tired you know maybe tired, we yeah. too many games uh, I, I I feel the same with this one I think if we'd you know, I think you have to look at what what happened elsewhere, right? If we'd gone into that game and Newcastle and, and United had dropped points, uh, or Newcastle had dropped points, um, then I think it would have been much more of a, oh, this might be on. Um, so I, I, I do think that was a factor. I think also another factor was like two of the most influential players in this team over the last five, six, seven years are, are about to leave. And you know, there's like there's kind of momentum around that. Um, I, yeah, this that wasn't the week to judge, frankly. I don't think um, if 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 it had been, we're still in with a chance, a, a really good chance if we win this game. I suspect that might have overridden all the other stuff around the Bobby and and James Milner emotions. What do you think? It had, I'm I'm just look as 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 frustrating as that day was. Bobby getting that goal in that game, the way that he got it, just it, it 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 felt it felt lyrical, it felt poetic, it felt just like it was the type of ending that we all needed. That's when everyone's reaching for the tissues. Like it's it felt like the ending of Rudy to me. <laughs> I was I was I was weeping. I was I was no good. And then the bastards at Peacock cut away. I'm like, you 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 assholes. This is potentially like one of the most tear wrenching portions of a season ever and you assholes are just like going back to the studio to listen to those Muppets. I was chapped. 
that was that was absolutely awful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a peacock is just like. Oh, I know. Did you guys not get I mean, the memo? Yeah. Well, I mean, we spent the, spent the whole weekend being the biggest sycophants in the world to the cheats of the of the East Lanks Road. Um, you know, uh, it's like you 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 have no valid opinions in, in in my world, and the fact that you're not showing like the most one of the most significant things that actually happened on that day. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think I wonder if the, the extra 10 minutes at the add on had something to do with it, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we've run, yeah, we've run out of time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that just shows the shitness of the streaming crap. I mean, so many times them and ESPN are like, your event has ended. It's like, couldn't you show the goals again or, you know, do something else? Right. Yeah. 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 I think Pete, that's, Pete. that's one of the reasons yeah. that that's. It's made the game what it is, but it's also dragged it down to what it is. If you, yeah. know, if you know what I mean, like it's yeah. it's it's given us like it's given us the spectacle, but it's also detracting from the spectacle. Yeah, I um, yeah, I, I, we've ranted enough about referees. I don't need to start on a peacock rank rant, but that's uh, yeah, uh, we're, I guess we're on peacock again this weekend. Oh, great. Okay, should we? Uh, anything we missed? No. Okay, mm-hmm. let's let's end part one there. Um, week thirty-seven, the Premier League, as they uh, they they tell us, is done, and uh, we're going to be back uh, in part two and talk about week thirty-eight. Hey, welcome back to part two of First Date Copites. Uh, we, well, we covered, obviously covered the uh, last week's game. Um, we have one more game to play in the 2022-23 season. It's away at relegated Southampton. Um, I think uh, a couple of weeks ago, we hoped that this would be consequential. Um, clearly, it's not now. We're in fifth place. We're playing uh, Europa League next season. Um, uh, and uh, maybe one of the really interesting questions is... Um, if would would you trade beating United seven nil for a Champions League place? Not a fuck. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I'm 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 right there. I, I feel like the Europa League final being in Dublin just makes it you know kind of more um, like this is this is how it should be. Um, and if you saw Mo's post on Twitter and Instagram, we went in the fucking lot. He's going to come out on fire next year. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it, it does. Well, just just uh, in, in, well, let's, let's let's talk about some of the future stuff in part three. Um, let's just cover off quickly the Southampton game. Um, Eleven thirty on uh, Sunday. It's on the uh, uh, wonderful streaming service Peacock that we referenced in the uh, first part. Um, it, I know, <laughs> for me. The highlight of this is it's one more chance to have a, a beer with a crowd of people who I really love. Uh, and uh, um, hopefully a lot more of them will show up than I, I'm kind of expecting. Because uh, I, th- I think the kind of the, the fellowship and the communion is, 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 is so good that it can overcome the fact that this game counts for absolutely nothing. Give away free gear. <laughs> We, we did all that. We did, we did all that. We, Give away more. <laughs> we don't have anything else. Oh, you have some koozies. Well, that, that's 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 currency. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Just say that Bobby used it. Bobby used them oh. last night. It was last night on the lash. 
Bobby right. Bobby used. We could we could try and replicate that signature he did on his mural uh, and put it on the koozies. Oh, yeah, not a bad shout. Yeah, it looked very complicated. I don't know if you saw him sign it. It's like no, I missed that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, apparently, apparently after the game it on Monday, on Monday he went back to to the mural, which uh, I think you pointed out may have been at the house of somebody who supports Everton because they had an Everton sticker in the window. Oh, I had a good laugh at that. Yeah. I, I, I think from what I read, that may may have been a previous owner. But uh, anyway, um, they, were, they were fine with the mural, apparently. And he went back and signed it and had photos taken. As you would expect, it just feels so Roberto Firmino. In a tux, wasn't he? It was like he was in like it was a borderline tux. Yes, he was definitely uh, dressed not to be hanging out in uh, Anfield uh, on a, on a Monday morning. Yeah, maybe he was just in, he was, he was in his dud from the night before. <laughs> he never he never went home. Rolled out, rolled out of the club and went straight there. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's awesome. That's awesome. So it feels very Bobby like. Yeah. So, so this weekend, uh, we won't spend long on this because uh, you know, let's say it's 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 not a match that matters. Um, I think uh, we we've celebrated um, at Anfield appropriately the people who are leaving, and uh, you know, and and, and some 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 of those players will miss absolutely. Um, what is is this a chance to experiment? I don't know. What what what, what do you think he does? Um. Me, Darren Rudham, and Baltimore, Maryland, never having coached a professional football team in my entire life, mm. I'd say fuck it. Put every give everyone a shot. Yeah, I let the, let Doris the, the Doris the tea lady start <laughs> in goal. Uh, so so the, the the she starts ahead of Nat Phillips. That that's probably the question. Well, they can they can have a headbutting contest. Whoever wins <laughs> gets the spot. Yeah, yeah, and that's off. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't said do experiments. I mean, we've got a whole load of young players injured, so um, I, I was kind of thinking Carvalho and Elliot probably will play. Um, do you give Artur a shot after uh, he shake Pep's hand and after they just scored against us? The fuck he should. Yeah, I, I, he seems like a decent fellow. Like yeah. he just. Uh... Yeah, I, I, I don't think it doesn't feel like there's much sentiment for around for Klopp. Or, around him for Klopp. Uh, I may be wrong. Um, I think what he might be interested in doing is making sure Salah gets 20 league goals. So I fully expect uh, him to play. Um, I don't know. Especially after what he just put out on social media, I I fully expect him to go out there chewing on wasps. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he'll catch catch, um, the robot from, um, from the end of the East Langs Road. Um, like he's so fired up, he scores like I don't know thirty six goals, forty two goals. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be, no, be fun. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a referee or a linesman would find a way just to screw him out of that loss, the, like the golden boot goal. <laughs> yeah, not this one, son. Not this one. Well, I've suddenly found a reason to watch now. If Salah scored three in the first ten minutes, then hey, it's on. Uh, Okay. How does not- he need to catch him? He yeah. needs what, 14, 15? No, it's like 18 uh, goals at this uh, point. Something like that. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, and, and they're defensively uh, probably one of the, weak- the weakest team in the, in the Premier League. I've talked before about how their goalie is like at the bottom of the list of uh, goals you've prevented. Like he's like negative 15 or something like that. Um, so. 
Yeah, it's they are they're poor. I'd be interested to know where James Ward Prowse is going to end up because he's 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 English for a start. He does have some England caps. Yeah, um, he's not that long in the tooth, and I think he'd fit some systems really well. Yeah, I, as a football, I have really no idea how good he is. You know, I, I mean, obviously he scores a lot of like dead ball from dead ball situations. He's really good at that. But, he's industrious. Yeah. He's, he's, he's sometimes agricultural, which is <laughs> yeah. take that where you will. But he's, he's, he's hard. He doesn't give up. He's all hard. I, I've, got a, I've got a soft spot for him. I just don't, I don't think he'd fit with us. Yeah. But I'm sure Klopp would, would find somewhere, somewhere to slot him in. Yeah. He, he, he's, he's kind of Millie-esque for me. Like he's, he's not as hard. He's not as, he's not as, he doesn't have the same type of uh, emotional and in-game intelligence, but he's, it feels like he's, he, he kind of gets he gets himself around like like Millie does. Yeah. So you have a way. Well, I guess I, I don't have a fully formed opinion. You know, it, for me, it would be like I'd, I'd like to I'd like to see him play in a half decent team. Um, mm. I think for a lot of the time he's been at um, Southampton, uh, particularly as he's become like one of the um, experienced players. I, I I don't know. I mean, does does, does he make them worse? I don't know because. Uh, if you, I know his goals obviously would have been a big loss to them, but does he help them? I don't know. I don't know. I just, uh, I, f- I feel like, um, I, I've heard several pods over the years talk about like, is Ralph Hasenhutl a good coach or not? I don't know. I feel like that's how I feel about James Ward Prowse. It's like there's evidence that could point both ways. Right. Well, Hasenhutl's pulled off, pulled off some, some, some pretty big wins and he's also been there for some pretty monumental losses. Yeah. 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 Much like James Ward Prowse has been, yeah. but yeah. So I get I don't know, they were not in the bottom three, right? When he left, no, I don't believe they were. Oh. Yeah, were they in the bottom? Well, hovering. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. The threat was there, but I, don't, I think rather like um, uh, Leeds, right? Who changed their coach? Um, they were not actually in the relegation zone when uh, when the last coach, well, the one before, was was sacked. Sacked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I believe I read that the Southampton interim guy is not going to be asked to come back to the party. Right. This is his last barbecue on Sunday. Yeah, they're going to going to get the guy from Swansea. Uh, Russell Martin is his name. It seems a really strange move for him. Like like he's going from a essentially a championship team to another championship team. Um, well, we'll see. see. Well, Burnley's back. Yay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm most interested about, and I, you may, may well, is the relegation battle. Yeah. Which, and my question is, I wonder what are the viewership numbers are going to be. Like, what are people going to choose? Because ours is a dead rubber. We're playing yeah. against a team that's got zero chance of getting even. They could beat us 422 nil. They're, yeah. they're, they're still done. Um, like we're comfortably in fifth. Like we will still get the like the, the big viewership numbers because of who we are, but yeah. like this there's, there's some there's some there's some there's peril involved in in in, in three of these matches. Okay. So the one thing I'll say for sure is City will not get big viewing because um, there aren't that many fans and it's all part <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> they could be playing to win it; they still wouldn't. <laughs> right. So uh, yeah, because I I, I, I I kind of mentioned this in the agenda, like uh, like how much attention will we be paying to the relegation battle? And I think that probably is, is kind of 
yeah, we'll have Liverpool on, on at least on a couple of screens. But yeah, let's let's take a look at uh, Everton, Leicester, and Leeds. Um, yeah, particularly if uh, you know Everton are drawing, and I don't know Leicester in with a chance. I mean, with the last fifteen minutes, I'm pretty sure our attention will completely go there. Uh, unless, of course, Mo is breaking Haaland's uh, record, which uh, would be absolutely lovely. Um, <laughs> you know, I'd be very disappointed right now is Shanks. He'd actually probably have some curtains put right up in front of the Everton game, so she could draw the curtains over yeah. it. Yeah, is that is that where that quote comes from? If they were playing in my backyard, I'd draw my curtains. Like bottom of the garden, yeah, I'd draw is the that, curtains. Uh, oh my goodness, I've, I've I've used that a lot actually. Like when uh, when people have talked to me, I don't know if people have said this to you. Oh, you go into some of these Premier League summer thingy blah 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 games i'm like no <laughs> like it's in my yard i draw the blinds yeah 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 but it is it's a shankly quote oh lovely um yes so you, I, I don't know if you're going to any of the uh what are they calling it the premier league summer series or something they can fuck right off <laughs> the amount of money that they're charging for this absolute bollocks it's 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 i went to I went to the uh, the Manchester United Barcelona game at FedEx Field. And they charged me seventy five dollars to park. Wow! And I got the tickets for free. I don't I, I don't know how it happened. Uh, I might have beaten up someone in front, but I, I I'm like I, this is the highway robbery. If I had paid for the tickets, it would have been over two hundred dollars. Yeah, like yeah. well over two hundred dollars to go and watch that. Yeah. Oh, honestly. It's, it's, it's exorbitant. Like it's like, well, you want to watch, you want to watch this game that has zero fucking meaning for like the, the players are out there because it's, a, it's essentially a glorified training match. Well, it is. Yeah, they're not there. It's not there for blood, guts, and thunder. It's it's they're being paid to be there so that they can they can potentially carve up some new viewership or or, or, yeah. or, or fandom. It will be interesting to see the crowds because I, I think what happened with the previous because it they used, to, they used to have a tournament right whatever it was, it was called it was run by the the guy who used to be on Sirius uh, yeah Charlie the, Charlie Stilatano yeah yeah relevant yeah. sports relevant sport right uh, and uh, and increasingly or oh, decreasingly the crowds were dipping if you're mm. looking at me now I'm making a motion of the graph going down like Liverpool last time they played in New York. Um, that crowd was against okay, Sporting Lisbon. Don't, there were not more than 30,000 people there, which is like a crowd of like 10 or 15 years ago. Um, whereas what, like three years ago, we had 100,000, 110,000 in Ann Arbor. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think people, oh, it, the, so the, for the, the game against United, the preseason friendly, um, that had a huge crowd. And I think people, Michigan, come, yeah. So I think you know, people have cottoned on, yes, like real fans to the fact that. Yeah, this is just a friendly, and um, um, you know, Mo's not playing anyway, right? That, that's that's generally true for us. Um, I wonder whether the pre- the NBC Peacock promotion of this makes a difference to crowds, and people will you know swallow at least this time the uh, what paying seventy five dollars to watch Brentford against Newcastle and Fulham against Chelsea, or I, I mean that's pretty much like they're the level of teams, right? Ah. Uh. Uh, well, yeah, I, I, I just had a thought, and this is like Justin's not here, so I have to tangent on my own. So you're gonna have to, <laughs> you're gonna have to indulge me, just quickly. Do you think that City being this dominant could potentially be an anathema to their numbers because they play such sterile and dominating? It's almost, it's almost yeah. boring to watch because there's so little peril. 
specifically yeah. in league matches. Cup competitions, I'd argue, it's different because you could you lose a cup competition, you're out essentially. But it, it just seems I, I watch I watch City and it's they they, they lull you to sleep. There's this this they're so good. There's there's no peril. There's no drama. That's it's 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 boring to watch. So so I don't know anymore because I haven't watched them since February um, at all because uh, I, I I feel like I don't want to waste my life watching a team that probably got here through breaking the rules, like signed up to rules and then have decided those rules don't apply to them. Um, I think that's the benevolent version of it. Um, yeah. And, and I, so I wonder how many people there are like me who are like, they're not worth paying attention to. But so would you say that they have a plausible interpretation of subjective rules when it comes to FFP? Oh, very good. Yes. Oh, I think that's their best defense. <laughs> Some plausible interpretations of subjective of rules. Of subjective rules. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's great. We need to end this part there. That's uh, could we come full circle. <sighs> okay. We'll be back in part three uh, to talk kind of futures, uh, maybe talk about some leaving Liverpool players uh, who we might bring in and, uh, and and like one funny thing that I saw today, which uh, I, I really have to share. Hey, welcome back to part three of First Day Copites podcast. Uh, joined, of course, by Daz and we are... Hopefully I'm not going to cough here. Um, we are going to um, kind of do a bit of free form stuff, I think, in part three. Uh, uh, obviously, um, season's coming to a close. Um, want to get some closure on the things that have already happened. Um, maybe take a peek into what might be going to happen. And then after the season's over, we'll do some kind of season review type stuff and, and, and bigger looking ahead. But I wanted to just kind of talk about some things that maybe are like current thinking about like what's going to happen going forward so let's start with um uh we 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 previewed this last week but uh, obviously um bobby did what we would expect him to do which is to score in his last game as we mentioned um and i think the stats that i picked up were he's played 361 games for liverpool scored 110 goals that was the 110th um equally james milner Played his last game for Liverpool after, I think I said last week, he played for, for us for seven years. It turns out it was eight years. And he played 330 games, although a couple of things, I think only 220 of them, I think. Uh, so less than half his Premier League games he's ever played were for us. That he did, He's not played um, kind of half his Premier League career for us. Um, but that is the 330 is a big chunk of the games he's ever played. Um, and... Yeah, it felt, uh, yeah, there were definitely uh, tears in the eyes of most people I um, saw, talked to, and, uh, you know, were, were kind of processing, like, the two of them leaving, given, you know, some of the great nights, uh, whether it be, like, watching them on TV in the MZ Stadium, picking up the Premier League, or in Madrid with the uh, with the Champions League, which felt like it, you know, kind of really belonged with us. Um, I don't know where you want to go with this. Um, just, just one place really. Like I, I was okay until 
Ellie came over and like, I was like, I was choked. I was like, it was right there. And then when like, you just saw like his eyes, like the tears, like the, it's good red and the tears, like I, I popped in. I couldn't, I was like, I was no good after yeah. that. Yeah. And then watching Millie, who's forged out of like sunburnt steel. Yeah. Just like him, like just seeing like him welling up to us. Like I was, I had a little bit getting misty now thinking about it actually. Yeah. Cause yeah. you just like, you just look at two, two people that, and, and, uh, who's it? Damien Kavanaugh. Kavana so did a did a wonderful little post post match tribute just off the cuff about both of them and I thought it was they are they're just every time you see Bobby like when he got fouled like he never scowled he was got he popped right up he just got on with it it was just he just exemplified joy I think if you had offered him like a, a ham sandwich and a, and a Fanta orange. He'd, he'd play just as hard as as he was for whatever amount of money you gave him, just for the sheer joy of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Millie was—he's just such an intelligent footballer. Um, so measure, like he was, seemed like he was measured, and uh, probably more so when he got a little older. I think he was a little more reckless when he was a kid, but yeah. who wasn't? It's like we're going to lose—we lose both. We lose that knowledge. We lose that. Uh, that heart and a little bit of the soul. Like it's, it's not going to be the same without them. Even when Bobby was injured, you just, just knowing he was there was, was good enough. Yeah. And now it's like, he's, he's, he's just not. And like I said, I really hope he becomes like the, uh, the leader of a third world country and I will move there immediately <laughs> and drink, drink Corona's until I pass out with him. Or, 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 or his preferred drink. Right. Uh, so, yes. So Justin's not here, so we don't have fantastic quotes, but I will go with one. Uh, apparently, Barney Ronnie described Milner as the guy who goes to a pool party and is doing laps. And I thought that was <laughs> absolutely spot on. <laughs> yeah, James Milner. Um, yeah, and um, I think you're right. Uh, so, so look, trajectory of Gakpo, Diaz, and Nunez, we don't know. But even if it hits the heights, it will not be quite the same without Bobby Firmino. Um, there's just something, yeah, right. There's a there's a quality. I don't know what we'll label it, but there's a quality that we'll we'll, we'll miss. I love the way you described it, it's heart and soul. Uh, it's yeah. we're losing we're losing that 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 something in the dressing room too. Like you look at everyone. Just, as soon as you mention Bobby or, or to say something nice about Bobby, the first thing they do when they think about him is smile. Yeah. Like I, I, I want to go out like that. Like, Oh, Darren, instead of scowling or oh, that fucking asshole, like just as someone that's okay. just smiles, like just, just at the very thought of you, hey, tell us something about Bobby grin. And then there's something yeah. like, like my, I, there's so many good moments. And I think we touched on this before, but just watching Soldado, evaporate into nothing after he got done by him in that game. I was like, that was, I should have stopped watching then because it wasn't going to get any better ever again. Right. right. Well, so I, so we, I'm sure there's lots of stuff we can recap, but my, my, my thought was, I was, I was listening to uh, um, someone today talking about kind of what had gone wrong at Bayern Munich. And they brought up the, the Sadio Mane punching Leroy Sané, which apparently is like not even allegedly a, like, Everyone reports it has really happened. And I'm kind of wondering whether, without Bobby, whether Manny would have punched Salah after that Burnley game where he didn't pass to him and he went off in a huff. So, uh, but Bobby being around made it all okay. Yeah. He's probably just dazzled everyone when he smiled, like, uh, just like, blinded everyone. Like, oh, I was going to so my, 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 diffuse my, the situation with his grin. 
So we don't know where he's going. But uh, you know, if 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 Bayern have any intention of holding on to uh, uh, Sadio Mane, they could do worse than, than invite his uh, his calming, joyful friend. Um, okay, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about two other people who left this weekend. Um, uh, it, it, so 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 I'll st- st- because Naby has more controversy around him, I'll start with him. But the, the Athletic, I think, had a piece today about like what went wrong for Nabi. The hit piece, was it yeah, PS? yeah, yeah, and it was like, okay, you know, I can accept that this wasn't the very best, but it was like they they really were like they're kind of dumbing down on everybody wants to sign him. Liverpool did, and they didn't get what anyway. So, um, but I think the response to them by the crowd was pr- them him and Oxley Chamberlain was pretty muted. Um, although we didn't get to see that, obviously, because mm. Peacock decided that they had uh, used up enough coverage time. Um, what, what, what was your sense of that? that I, I got the same the same feeling, and it's because yeah. Klopp had to make mention of it. It's like, don't forget these guys. Mm. These, these guys are also leaving. They, they were an integral part of the squad too. Yeah, and you could you could look at you could look at their contributions. They weren't they weren't insignificant. Right. It's I, I, it's just. There's the injury, the, the injury aspect of it, and I think it just colours that. That's that's the marker that that their careers are being coloured with. Um, it's, when Nobby was good, he was good. When he when he was injured, he just wasn't there. Yeah. And uh, I think it just they were they were convenient targets. Is really the best way I can I can think think about. It. I've, I've plenty of time for Ox. I, he lost a step, and I think that that was what made him the player that he was after the injuries. Yeah, um, he's he's an intelligent player, but I think sometimes like he's overly intelligent because you can see a lot of a lot of overthinking going on. Something goes wrong. The next yeah. time he gets the ball, he overthinks yeah. what he's going to do with it, and then when that doesn't work out, his confidence just started getting knocked and knocked and knocked. Yeah. Oh, and then I think he totally was like in his head when yeah. things were working well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Nabi, I just think never really got up to speed and in the stride. And then that just became the stick to beat him with like, Oh, he's not around enough to have made a, an influence. I'm like, but he did. He had some, some meaningful, some, yeah, he had some very meaningful moments for us. Yeah. And they could potentially have been more if he had, if he had gotten to play. I wonder if uh, towards the end Klopp just like, just lost confidence in him or lost, 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 yeah. lost the desire to, 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 in, to include him in anything, which is sad. Yeah. Which, but, which makes, which I think leads to the, Oh, it was all bad. Because recency yeah. bias takes over, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just pulled up actually stats from nineteen twenty. Um, when you were born, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. Just to, to be clear, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was not sixty years old when uh, Liverpool won the Czech European Cup for the first time. So, um, so, so he, he played eighteen games. Uh, he scored two goals. He had three assists. Um, he looks like he played. Um, I don't know I'm not reading this correct. 800 minutes. Does that sound about right? Um, mm. Yeah, which is not you know it's not great. Um, but but clearly you know two goals in that season. Um, he scored in the Club World Cup as well. Uh, I, I obviously, wasn't in the final, but uh, he did score in that competition. So uh, you know he was he was there at big moments. I think uh, you know even if he wasn't you know the in the top six contributors. Uh, and, and maybe people's expectations were, were higher than that, given the tra- the fee. Although in, in in modern terms, the fee doesn't even seem that big, right? 
what, 50 million? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the expectation aspect of it too. And the fact that he had number eight on his back. That was a mistake. (laughs) I think that's, I feel like that definitely was a mistake. Yeah, it's and it's it's not their fault. And you hear pros say that all the time. It's like they're not, we're not the ones that are setting the, the fee for our for our transfer. No, but he he could have taken number sixty eight or something, not number eight. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay, so um, yeah, so farewell, um, Oxley Chamberlain, Nabi Kaito, wish him well. Um, but uh, obviously, we wish Bobby a little better. But uh, <laughs> so, so you 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 the next thing next up. Looking ahead, um, is anyone else going to join them from the current squad? Because uh, that's quite a lot of holes in midfield that we've left. Um, but any other midfielders that we think are on the outs? Or is it just about... Um, so you've suggested that Kelleher, Joel Matip, Sumikas, uh, will, will might leave. Uh, you also kind of brought up the question of was Connor Bradley going to fit? What's he going to do? I think that's a slightly different question because I think that might be more, um, you know, uh, so he, people might think he has potential. So we'd want to loan him out. Thoughts well, about- I think that's, that's what he was saying today. It's like, it's kind of up in the air. Yeah. Um, we also have to be cognizant of the fact that we have the homegrown rule and we're losing Millie. We're losing Ox. Yeah. Um, if Kelleher goes, there's another one. Um, I'm not sure. Justin probably speaks better to how what Bacetic means if he comes back in because I think that being being the age of the years when we got him, I think that he still flies under that homegrown radar. Well, I think I think there's a bit of a confusion actually about uh, in my mind. <laughs> so maybe there isn't about the rules about whether you can register people as homegrown under a certain age. Um, so mm. I think Elliot now's passed that threshold, but Bacetic for sure. And Carvalho, I think, still Doke. There we go, Doke. Yes. Can you register them as homegrown, or right. because they're still of a certain age, they don't get registered? I, I don't understand that bit. But they're taking up spots, even if it's on the bench. I, I, if, <laughs> we have five five subs now, which does does change does change things quite significantly. Those extra two people, like in in, in a game that you need to yeah. bring on, it can't just be a stuffed shirt. Um, I, I, I don't. Who else do we have in midfield? Uh, Tyler Morton. I'll, I'll be interested to see if they. He'll probably he'll join them for the preseason tour or the preseason, but necessarily a tour. Um, is there anyone else that you can think of in the midfield that we that's, that we could potentially be losing? So, so we're obviously what so we're losing the three we talked about. Um, if you include Oxley Chamberlain as a midfield player. Um, we've got uh, Morton's coming back. Bacetich will be coming back from injury. We've got stuff, Jones, Fabinho, Henderson. Uh, and who am I missing? I mean, that feels like we... Tiago. So, oh, Tiago. Yeah, what happened to him? Um, make sure we're, we tend to, as a group, and I noticed this, and I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely culpable of this, as a group, we generally tend to discount or forget people that are injured almost instantaneously. It's right, like they right. don't exist. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem with Tiago is, um, you know, I, and I've been really high on Tiago, been really high on Kaita until this season. And I, I, I you know, maybe it's the Kaita thing. I'm, I'm now at the point where it's like, Tiago, hmm, not sure you count on him for being there for any length of time. Well, that, that, I mean, that'll probably a beautiful footballer, but... Yeah. 
I think that'll inform how many people we bring in and, and if, if, if Klopp mirrors your thinking. Yeah. Because we were, we were all in basically, what, 120 million on, on Jude at one stage, which would severely limit what else we could bring in unless we were Brighton and we found a, another Casado for, for for 20 bucks in a six-pack. That's generally not what we do, though, is it? No, not at all. Yeah. And I, I think in the in, in the thick of things, when we were at our worst and people were talking about transfer strategy, like they knew what the fuck they were talking about. That often often came up as like, why are we why do we watch someone go somewhere and then two years later become a seventy million pound player when they before them when they were picked up they were six million pounds? Like, why aren't we willing to take it take that risk? We yeah. do it with our kids. Look yeah. at Bacetic. So, so my, my 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 take on this is, and I think Justin has said this before, probably more articulately, is um, we're not in the same space as Brighton. I, I know that we're going to finish like a couple of points ahead of them this season, but the the fit, that the sixth maybe the height of their aspirations, and I'm sure Deserby will you know say not. Um, so they can afford to take someone. Yeah, maybe it doesn't work out, or maybe he's not quite. Whereas if we're consistently going to be in the top two, then it's really hard mm. to take the kind of risks that we did. You know, so so take an extreme. Um, you know, if if we had a season again, um, where we signing, I don't know, uh, Markovic, Emery Chan, um, Ricky Lambert, that, that's not the level that we're at now. And it, it's been a problem for people like uh, Harry Wilson, for example, who may well mm. have fitted into our team five, six years ago, uh, and it's fine for, you know, doing a great job of Fulham. Yeah. But, but um, I think we're, we're operating in a different space, which means that gambling 10 million on Caicedo, who's never played in the Premier League, is very different from two years on, spending 70 million on a guaranteed midfield player, a Premier League midfield player that can really help your team. Well, there's also there's also the appearance aspect of it, right? Like if you're buying someone that for that little knowing that they're going to get a lot of game time, you'll see what comes out in the wash. Whereas if we spend the ten million on someone, he's getting the round this the third round of of the Carabao Cup and maybe playing Carabag FC in the first round of the of the Europa League, and that'd be the the two the two times that you see them all season. And then people are like, well, he's shit, isn't he? Like we, you didn't really get to. <laughs> you don't develop any type of chemistry playing two games. And you see it all the time when when we make six or seven changes and play kids and and some and some of the the senior pros. It's 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 disjointed at best. Yeah, yeah. Although the disjointed thing is a recent thing because last couple of years when we had you know what Shakiri to pop in some of these games as an example, I think our uh, our second string was much better than it looked this season. What do you mean? Plymouth Argyle wasn't your favorite game that we've ever played? We played them this season? Oh, God. No, when we did, I was like, oh, my God, this is heinous. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I, I think quite easily um, we could lose Kelleher, um, Joe Matip, because I think he's got one year left in his contract, Matip. Yeah. Kelleher apparently wants to play first-team football. Simicast, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that would be our decision, not Simicast's, because he does not look like he's kind of like pushing to leave. Um, but you, obviously, you know, if you get 60 million for Kukurea, then Simakas should be worth 20 million. Well, 
the reason I say that is, and I, I've read it on different different forums and different places as well. The way that he was crying, it was like the tears of a man who was playing his who played his last game at Anfield. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't yeah, see. Yeah, he's just he's he's an emotional dude, probably. Yeah. But like, he was, I was like, wow, this is like these are like the tears. Like, you could see McAllister when he was looking out and waving to the crowd um, yeah. yesterday. Like, you knew he was done. He was like, yeah, that 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 thousand yard stare of taking in his last his last home game as as a Brighton as a Brighton player. Playing not not playing for a top four team. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Although Pep did give him a giant hug after the game. That bastard. Uh, yeah. Hey, we've got this offshore accounts that we can uh, <laughs> whispering sweet nothings yeah, in his yeah, ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll never find the money. Son. Allegedly, if if any uh, uh, lawyers of Manchester City are listening, just um, we, we don't know anything. We can guess, but we don't know anything. Um, Justin seems to. That man's got ears everywhere. What? So is he? So unless you're telling me he's messaged that City are, are for it, then I don't know. He's got Pep on speed dial. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 so talking of, oh, I got the fraudulent shit he was talking yesterday. Let's get this over with. Let's make let's let's make the judgment quickly so we know. It's like. Uh, you, you do know that your club is trying to, like, a big from the off, trying to upset the whole thing by saying, the guy's an Arsenal fan. He's not, he can't, like, do the, the objective. Part, part, yeah. yeah. Jesus. Yeah, that sounds like someone who's really trying to move it along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then, finally, Connor Bradley, uh, what, what have you heard about him? I just, he just said that his future is up in the air, so I think that's, there's there's speculation as to what what like he might go out on loan. Um, yeah, I, like I, I think to your point, I think that they he's probably a good enough young talent that they'll they'll see what he looks like somewhere else before they before they pull the plug. I, I don't know. Like it's our club can be can be quite mercenary at points. Uh, yeah, and I, I don't know. Well, well, again, it's that thing, right? It's like Harry Wilson would have been good enough for us six years ago, mm. and, and then it's like, uh, is he really going to fill in for Shakiri? Probably not. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'd say actually about uh, Bradley is um, he they, Bolton lost the the playoff semi final last week. Um, I, I saw a little bit of the game. It, he looked like their go to player for a lot of it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know it's third tier, but he 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 looked like that looked like a complete success that loan deal. Uh, the Morton one, I think. You know, it, it, so so I was a bit more bullish on it than uh, than Justin, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Overall, the black one would say, "Hey, you've got another Harvey Elliott because they love Harvey Elliott." So. Yeah. So we talked about Callister in terms of a new signing. Looks like Mount is going to um, United. Yeah. Well, good luck with that because I yeah I well that he's assuming that they've got their act together. I thought it was an interesting piece in The Guardian today where Ten Hag said, there's no point signing people unless you have a transfer strategy. It's like, why would you say that if you didn't think, if you thought you had a transfer strategy, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, they seemed they were quite cut up about the fact that they didn't get Gakpo. Yeah. That he chose, that he chose us over them. Yeah. So, well... I'm sure we can find lots of Portuguese people who are just as good as uh, Mason Mount, as long as we can balance our numbers. Right, yeah. 
Okay. Although like the Portuguese players are like they know that like they can get a premium for mm. them now. It seems seems that Enzo Fernandez one was was absolutely off, was Enzo was ridiculous. Like how much they pay for him? It was, yeah. Like, yeah, an obscene amount of money. I just had an argument with a friend of mine on one of the groups, and he said, "Yeah, I knew he was shit. Like he just won the World Cup. He was an instrumental part of." That. Oh, sorry, they're all already calling him shit. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, I was just on the page of he's not worth that much money, but okay. No, they said like that. Oh, he's, he's shit. He wouldn't work out with us. I'm like, Mo Salah was our fourth choice. Right, right, right. Yeah. Don't tell me that you can't get a tune out of a guy that just won the World Cup. So. so- can we go off to a couple of little tangents before we're done? Absolutely. One is the Todd Bowley tangent. Did you share with me that Todd Bowley is stepping away from yep. day-to-day activity at Chelsea? That's like, according to Bloomberg, so it's not it's not yeah. some non- nonsense periodical. So, um, I mean, clearly, there was no strategy in the players they hired. Well, there was not a football strategy. There may have been an economic strategy or a kind of mm-hmm. some financial planning strategy in the players they signed. Everyone thinks they're worth a lot of money. We're going to pay more than they're worth. And then tie them down for 152-year contracts. Yep. yep. And em- yeah. Emiratize it. Yeah. Uh, and, and I did see, I mentioned this earlier, but uh, I did see the one bit of the United game I did see today was that Mudrich miss in the first five minutes. Did you see it? Jesus. Good Lord. Wow. There's there's a man who might have talent, but is totally weighed down by whatever else is going on. Yeah. yeah. Again, like it's when I was a younger man, I would I would I would shite people out of hand, but it's like there's they they've got a lot of work to do. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And I think that they kind of shot themselves in the dicks as well because uh, we want seventy five, we want seventy million for Mason Mount. He's got one year left in his contract. He's barely played this year. Even with your England tax, like he, it's probably he wants away. Like you don't, yeah. if you guys had been gotten top four potentially, I could see it. But like you, just you're languishing in twelfth. You, yeah. You're not going to be able to demand the type of money that you want for some of these players because everyone sees you coming. They know that you need to get rid of some of these guys. Quite a few of them by the you end of June. By the way, by the end of June to to do the financial yeah. fair play stuff. Yeah. 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 So yeah, teams I, will I, wait until like June until like June twenty ninth, and then right, right. make him an offer they can't refuse. Yeah, yeah. Here's fifty million for Mason Mount. Yeah. Uh, so I did notice today that fifty five million was what was quoted in the it was the Guardian article about transfer news, which was interesting. Mm. Um, yeah. So, uh, so, so yeah, I mean, Bowley. So, so do we think? Um, someone's finally got to him and pointed out that he's like a shit sporting director and uh, a shit motivational coach apparently as well by walking into the dressing room and telling them how crap they've been. Or <laughs> do you think, think he's like just a bit OCD um, and, and, and that, that he's moved on to something else? I don't know. The Dodgers like changing room needs to be like or, reorganized and he's, he's on that. I don't know. I don't know. But it's bad. It's bad news for us, though, because I think if he had to step around, they would have. They probably would have struggled again next season. I think with them out of the way, they can probably start doing a little bit of house clearing. So I think the problem is the damage has been done, right? Like he's got them in a situation where they've got to sell um, before they can buy. Uh, and I, I, like I saw this ridiculous article where it said, "Oh, they're going to sign um, the guy from Napoli, uh, winger." Oh no, no, no! The centre forward. Uh, the Nigerian oh, guy, Simon, Simon, 
I've seen this. Oh, this is terrible. Okay. Anyway, and, what are you talking about? And you read the piece, and basically it said, "Yeah, well, they're going to offer like blah blah blah." And then it went into all the things they had to do to be even a position to even sign this guy, which is like offload all these people, you know, kind of get these contracts like cancelled. It 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 was uh, it was bizarre. I mean, the headline reflected nothing of the article, which which suggested they're in trouble. And he's got them there, so it almost doesn't matter how smart you people in the football positions are. They've they've got to get rid of people that other people want, which mm. probably includes some of the players that you want to keep. Keep, yeah. I mean, they've not got a goalie that they they like. The central defense is like, hmm. Um, the other ones away, yeah. Right, right. The the midfield is like Kante's not resigned. Kovacic once away. Uh, I don't know what else they've got. Uh, and the, and the, the, those wide forwards, they've got 150 of them. Uh, and they'd like to sell them all. And everyone knows they'd like to sell them all. Yeah, they see them coming. Yeah. Long may this continue. Because I remember that Chelsea used to run it like a used car dealership. Yeah. Well, they, they had the advantage back then of, of getting the, uh, the uh, loan from their Russian benefactor, right? Which, uh, yeah. which Which should have been punished at some point by financial fair play. But anyway. Okay, final things. Screw Todd Bowley. <laughs> what? Leaving? I think Todd Bowley has screwed Chelsea. Actually, is, is kind of where this is at right now. Yeah, uh, I think we said this a couple of weeks ago. Actually, like uh, like the great disruptor, the only team he appears to have ultimately disrupted is Chelsea. Um, all good. Lost four one today. Um, favorite little thing I saw this week. Uh, I did share this with you before. Um, uh, it was kind of a Liverpool fan was summarizing the season, and one of the observations he made was that Harry Kane won uh, his his kind of annual favorite award, which he referred to as the Fallon de Floor, um, which uh, <laughs> is better with a really Scouse accent. Fallon de Floor, uh, as opposed to Ballon d'Or. Uh, so yes, uh, I, th- I think I think he won it. I mean, I think there were some contenders. I think James Madison had a good go at it this season. Oh, he did. Uh, yeah, Bobby Barnes uh, too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Callum Wilson, uh, he was also, uh, you know, went to ground easily. I, I mean, I'm, I'm generally I mean, the, the worst people I think in the Premier League are now English, which the uh, nationalistic broadcasting company does not uh, not, not seem to recognise. No, it's clever. Remember, he's been, he's been clever there. Be clever, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He invited, he invited the contact. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's a sliding scale of of foreign to to English goes from cheating bastard to right, 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 right. Although Bruno Fernandez apparently is English, and based on everything I've seen, <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got the Manchester United pass. Oh, speaking of which, I think I just mentioned to you that that uh, Harry Kane got the freedom of the city for London. I wonder if they'll take it away when he moves to when he when he gets picked up by Manchester United. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No. Give that back. London's a weird city. Um, uh, I've got to end on this, actually. Um, apparently, there's, uh, did I, have I done this before on the podcast? I apologize if I have, but it's worth repeating. Um, apparently, the, the survey done a couple of years ago in uh, of Liverpool, of, of English cities, I'm giving the game away by saying Liverpool, uh, and they asked... Um, we are, what do you think is the second city? Um, people from Manchester said, Manchester, I feel I've done this before, but it's, it's still great. Uh, people from Birmingham said, second city's Birmingham. Um, people from Leeds said, Leeds is, you know, second city. Uh, and people from Liverpool said, London is the second city. <laughs> um, 
So, Harry Kane, uh, congratulations on getting freedom of the city from the second city in the <laughs> kingdom. <laughs> Love it. Daz, uh, this was awesome. So great to hang out with you. Uh, we'll be back next week after the Southampton game to do something of a season wrap. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, look forward to, well, look forward to the season being over, actually, quite honestly. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share with a friend. Follow us at First Day Copites on Twitter. We only tweet and retweet from sources we think are credible. Finally, music is courtesy of Hypnotic. They're a Welsh electro pop band, and you can find them at https colon forward slash forward slash hyperfollow.com forward slash hypnotic. Hypnotic is H Y P E N O T I C. Thanks so much to them. <laughs>